Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Spotlight, Maroon PR's podcast covering all things PR with a heavy focus in the digital space. I am Jen Bloomer, joining you guys today because John is off on a business trip um, working with some of our clients. So joining me today is Monique Smallo, our senior account executive, and she focuses in the hospitality space. Um, so welcome, Monique. Hi. Thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> we're taking over. Um, so today we're talking um, all things restaurant PR, um, and I thought maybe we'd start by just, if you could just share a little bit about your background and some of the clients you work with here. Yeah. So um, I've been at Maroon PR for about, I think, five years. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey. Um, started um, my PR uh, background started right out of college in New York City. I was working for um, a big travel um, and hospitality firm. Um, worked with uh, numerous clients um, nationally and international and, and internationally. And um, yeah, just really started out of the gate. Um, I was thrown into the the travel and restaurant division and um, worked there for a couple of years, and then. Um, decided wanted, that I wanted to move out to Los Angeles and try something new and uh, was out in L.A. for almost 10 years handling um, numerous restaurant clients throughout the Southwest and L.A. and Las Vegas and, and Phoenix and um, had an opportunity to come back to New York to work with Magnolia Bakery in Manhattan and um, was their um, director of PR for about a year and met my husband and moved down to Maryland and the rest is history. So <laughs> here I am at Maroon PR and um, when I approached John Maroon uh, about five years ago about um, looking into uh, developing more of like a hospitality division, he kind of gave it a shot. And I think we started with two restaurants and now we have about, I think, eight or nine um, throughout the Baltimore and D.C. area. So I guess, you know, we've both been in PR for about 10 years. Yeah. Um, and things have changed a lot, especially, you know, when it comes to social and the growth of digital. And we talk a lot about that here um, on the podcast. So can you talk just a little bit about, um, you know, how you've seen the restaurant industry change over the years, given the growth of, of social and digital and kind of how your role has maybe changed a little bit, our role as PR people? Yeah, you know, I remember about like 10 years ago, I think like Twitter was just coming out, 2006, 2007, and I remember back in Los Angeles and my boss at the time uh, had said to us, you know, this is something we really need to start to embrace um, because in about 10 years, if we're not involved with social media and this whole new digital platform, um, we're all going to be out of a job. <laughs> so. Um, I remember uh, starting out in like the early 2000s and, you know, the way that we got the news out was we were faxing press releases mm -hmm. and, you know, actually picking up the phone and, and calling people and, you know, uh, letting them know. I mean, um, and then, uh, you know, once Twitter and social media uh, sort of evolved and, and came out, there was this whole new platform for restaurants to really get their message out. Um, you know, I remember uh, speaking to restaurant clients and, and trying to explain to them, you know, what, what Twitter was and, and how they should open up a Twitter account. And, you know, this was a, a new way that they can start engaging um, with their customers. And I mean, I think there was a lot of education in the beginning. Um, I mean, but now, you know, we're sending press releases, you know, through Twitter mm -hmm. and, and posting, you know, um, online and through social media. And, you know, it's, it's, a it's a great way for, um, you know, um, 
restaurants and um, their customers to engage immediately with each other. Um, you know, we use it as a tool with media. Um, mm-hmm. We're always, um, you know, monitoring and, and, and reaching out to media and, you know, rather than picking up the phone or shooting an email. I mean, a lot of the times, you know, we'll be tweeting at each other or a direct message. Right. And it's a great way to kind of just, you know, get to know the media better and, and research them. And, yeah, it's just opened up, opened up a whole new world of yeah. how you, uh, you know, as a PR person and as a restaurant and as a media person, everyone's communicating together. And that's really interesting to see how everything's grown. Well, great. Well, we actually have a really special guest joining us today. Yeah, um, Su- Suzanne Laudermilk of the uh, Baltimore Sun. She's the Baltimore Sun's reviewer, and she has been um, in the restaurant media for a long time. And um, we're really excited to talk to her. So let's give her a call and get her on the phone. Well, joining us now on the program is Suzanne Laudermilk. We're very excited to have her. She has some great experience with um, rest- in the restaurant media world and um just very excited to have her. So welcome, Suzanne. Well, thank you. It's nice to be part of this. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Suzanne. Um, so why don't you talk a little bit about your experience and your background and how long you've been covering restaurants? Oh, my. You know, when I started to think about it, it's been probably 25 years um, covering Baltimore restaurants. Wow, wow. And I know it's actually started um, when I worked as a news reporter at the Baltimore Sun in the mid 90s. Uh, I used to help Elizabeth Large, who was a longtime mm-hmm. restaurant critic there uh, with the annual dining guide and I would do many reviews um, for the guide. And that got me started um, to think more about writing about food. Here, you know, at Maroon PR, we focus a lot on digital and social media. My entire team um, is focused just on social media and, you know, helping Monique um, with her media outreach efforts at the same time. Um, So we've seen how, like, you know, the digital landscape has just really grown. So I guess we would love to hear it from your perspective of how how the growth of social and digital has changed your reporting style. It really um, has in in many ways, yet the basics are still the same. Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful I have a journalism background and, you know, have had a lot of experience, um, you know, interviewing people and knowing how to research um, different subjects. The landscape, of course, online makes it so much easier because there it's just easy access to mm-hmm. look up different topics now and to find out backgrounds um, as long as you go to trusted sources. <laughs> That's right. always yeah, in question <laughs> these days. But, uh, you know, I, I was working at the News Journal in Wilmington, Delaware in um, 2004, and we started, it's Gannett paper and we started blogging and that was probably my first um, introduction in connecting with our readers that was also when the comments sections were really big in newspapers and then when I started as at the Baltimore Magazine as their food and travel editor, um, that's when Facebook really started to explode Mm -hmm. as far as social media and keeping in touch with um, the chefs and the restaurants. I still find it, you know, a wonderful resource for, you know, what's going on in the restaurant scene in Baltimore and and elsewhere. You know, traditionally, most restaurant critics dine anonymously. Um, Have you seen that change with social media? Um, you know, I think nowadays it's a little bit harder to kind of keep a hidden identity. 
it's really a lot harder. I'm a member of the Association of Food Journalists, which includes um, most of the restaurant reviewers um, at newspapers and magazines around the country. And uh, they estimate about half of the reviewers are not anonymous hmm. anymore. Right, right. And um, I think one of the most interesting comments came from a reviewer at the Minneapolis Star Tribune in 2015, where he decided not to be anonymous. And hmm. he said, actually, the restaurants and staff knew him, yep. but it was the readers that did not. Yep, right. <laughs> so, what are we keeping from readers? Um, you know, I still try to be. Um, and, and when I say anonymous, you know, I, I make the reservations under a different name. Sure. I try not to draw attention to myself when I'm at a restaurant. And it's not to be sneaky. It's more to try to have the same experience that anybody else would have when they went to a restaurant. Right. Exactly. You don't want special treatment. Yeah. You want to be exactly. a, a, just another patron at the restaurant. Yeah. So I guess, you know, when it comes to... Um, you know, reviews and, and, and trying to stay, do you do a lot of research before you go or do you try to stay objective? I mean, there's so much out there with Yelp and these review platforms. How do you I, oh boy, stay, and not, stay, you know, kind of, uh, you know, without knowing much about the restaurant before you dine? I feel like it's part of the community, though, as far as Yelp goes. And I do look at it not so much to um, help me decide what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to find negative, but I, I want to hear what people are saying about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also use the restaurant's websites and Facebook pages and Instagrams to, um, you know, see what they're up to also to have a sort of do my research before I go in. And and then when I go, I, you know, I think also because I do have a reporter news reporting background mm -hmm. that I, you know, really do try to stay objective. And, um, you know, I'm one of these you know, I, I, we do not accept um, free meals. Um, right. You know, I, I pay for them, or rather, the sure. my employer <laughs> pays for them. Um, and I, you know, I just try to, and I eat everyone's food. I take a taste of every dish that's on the table that we've ordered, so that when I write about it, I can support it. Um, I want to make sure I try to give as much, you know, a, a fair opinion. Um, because I know that, you know, it affects restaurants, and I, I take that very seriously. So how have you dealt with feedback from restaurant owners after a review? I mean, with social media, how do you handle feedback from the public when it, it comes to your reporting <laughs> and your reviewing? It's painful sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I always respond to, to restaurant owners. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of them, you know, prefer to... to they don't want to talk on the phone. They would rather do it uh, via yep, social sure. media or email or text or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I try to, ex if, if there's a, a disagreement and, you know, I've been pretty fortunate in the last two years that I've been doing this for the Baltimore Sun, um, I haven't had a lot of negative feedback from restaurant owners. And I hope that just means that I've been fair, which right. is what I strive to do. But um, when I do hear from someone, I you know try to give them, you know, answer their questions and also to um, not be defensive because that, you know, people just sometimes want to be heard. You know, I, I found that it's just good to listen and, right. and see what they have to say say. And um, the one thing I don't do is I never let them know what day I've been there mm -hmm. because I mm -hmm. don't want that to reflect on the staff. 
you know, obviously with the rise of social and, and blogging, everyone has a voice and everyone can become their own critic. So we have seen this rise, you know, in the social food movement with photos and Instagram and influencers. It's, we talk a lot about influencers here at Maroon PR. Um, mm-hmm. We really value um, that we have so many, you know, resources to reach out to for our restaurant clients. Um, but I guess, you know, what do you think about just the explosion of the social food movement and just, you know, everyone taking photos and, 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 and you know, documenting their experiences? Do you feel that it, like, distracts from the actual dining process at all? Or do you think it, you know, what, what, it's, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I actually find it kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. think it distracts. I think it gives people more information. Um, you know, everyone's a food critic these days, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, which is interesting. Um, and, you know, you, you know, you wonder when you see comments, um, oh, the best Indian food I've ever had or the best Chinese food. Well, you don't know how many much type of that food people have had so so, you know i i I hope that um you know people still rely on on professional reviewers but you know i i think it's it's really um fun that people are so interested in food and restaurants these days and um are posting photos i i enjoy it so i i have not found that it's a distraction yeah, I mean, you can go into any restaurant and see people standing up on a chair and, you know, <laughs> taking photos of the charcuterie or, you know, um, now there's like these little lights that, you know, everyone has on yeah. their phones and they do it just to get the perfect angle and the and the perfect lighting. Um, but I do agree with you. I definitely think it is a very exciting time. And especially here in Baltimore, it's so um, exciting to see the city. Um, I feel like, you know, Baltimore is really um, on the brink of this uh, culinary um, renaissance um, with all these great restaurants popping up and chefs um, opening up restaurants in the city and you know coming my background is from Los Angeles and in, in New York and I remember moving out to LA gosh like 10 <laughs> years ago and you know the city wasn't really seen as this foodie destination yet um, but I remember you know sort of experiencing it like when it was right on the brink um, right before it exploded. And I feel like, you know, Baltimore is sort of going through that now. It's really having its moment and it's really an it exciting is. time. It, it really is. Um, I'm excited to having grown up here and I am a Baltimore native mm-hmm. to have seen, you know, this evolution and, you know, for people to realize, you know, we're, we're not just crab town that we're right. pretty <laughs> proud of that part of our um, food history, but that there's just so much um, different kinds of food here. It's, it's just really been a great um, time for yeah. food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very exciting. Absolutely. Do, do you have any, um, Anything else you'd like to add just when it comes to kind of restaurant reporting and what you're seeing in Baltimore and maybe the growth of the industry? I just, uh, again, I think um, it's very telling that we're seeing more types of cuisine being presented Mm -hmm. in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you always hear about some of the top people in town. We have some really good, um, you know, local influences from people who are introducing, whether it's Vietnamese or, you know, Venezuelan, Mm -hmm. you know, we we just have a nice range of cuisines in Baltimore that we didn't have previously. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really, really interesting to hear your perspective and you have just so much knowledge and you've been through it all. So we appreciate your time. (laughs) Well, yeah, 
I have to stay pretty active with yoga and swimming, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) it's, it's still, it's a great time to eat in Baltimore, but thank you for including me. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Well, that was great. Suzanne was really interesting. Um, I thought it was, you know, she talked about the fundamentals and kind of it all goes back to the basics of, you know, reporting and journalism. And that's, you know, even though the times are changing and there's new platforms and social media, it all kind of goes back to the basics. Yeah. I mean, you know, the basics are still the same and, you know, in PR as well. I mean, you know, our job is to make sure that, you know, we're supplying the correct information and the correct messaging for, you know, our restaurant clients, um, whether it's a food critic or, you know, some of these social media influencers that, um, you know, have a, have a big social Instagram following, um, but are not journalists. So, you know, our, our, yes. So the fundamentals are definitely still the same. I think it's interesting from her perspective too, that, you know, she does think it's an exciting time, um, you know, with the rise of social media and these influencers that we talk about. I mean, for us, it's, it's exciting, too, because it just opens up the up more opportunity for us as PR people when it comes to pitching and having resources to help tell, you know, our clients' stories and our restaurants, um, you know, food stories. I think that's, you know, really exciting. Yeah, especially with, you know, this whole culinary boom in, in Baltimore, um, you know, you're just seeing so many more people, um, you know, some of these uh, Instagrammers are, you know, attorneys by day, but, you know, they have right. 40,000 followers on Instagram and, you know, they're taking these beautiful photos of food and they have all of these um, followers who are commenting and, you know, that really boosts um, a restaurant's business if, if they yeah. see, you know, where this where this person is dining and, you know, it makes them want to head out there as well and, and to check it out. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's almost building that next generation of, of um, you know, restaurant and foodies. So it's yeah. young people that are on Instagram that are following these people and they are restaurant patrons. So, you know, for us and working with our clients, it's, it is really important to be able to, you know, give these people access to your restaurant you know, Monique, you do a great job at setting up these blogger events, um, influencer events. Um, can you just talk a little bit about those? Like, I think it's a really interesting strategy that we're focusing on these days. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, a lot of our restaurants, I mean, one thing that we do in PR is, you know, making sure that our clients are um, top of mind with uh, the media and the food bloggers and, you know, these influencers that are out there. So, um, you know, whether that's uh, holding a um, an influencer event on like the new patio for summertime. I mean, it's a great it's a great way for everybody to get together um, and just start sharing information, um, you know, taking pictures of the food, posting it to their social platforms immediately. And also, you know, um, some trickle it out throughout the week. Um, and it's it's this like continuous coverage that you can a restaurant client can get through social media. Um, you know, it's not just one time, right? But it's not just it's, a TV hit yep. um, that airs once, you know, mm-hmm. even in the TV space, you know, that you have online stories, you have their social media. So it just builds these layers of stories absolutely. that, you know, people can tell kind of continuously. It's really great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that does it for this edition of The Spotlight. John will be back with us next time. Monique, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Maroon PR as we share our adventures in restaurant PR. Um, We follow our clients and Instagram their food shots just as the media does. So we have a lot of fun with it, and we hope you follow along. Thanks. See you next time.